when we're talking about brand and we're talking about, you know, what that looks like, absolutely. A logo is just something to help you be sort of top of mind, right? Um, in the advertising world. But a brand is what you are, who you are, how you treat the people that you serve. That was Eric Bartlett, and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we will explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Welcome back to Guild Stories. I have a, uh, a, a friend, client, fellow co-working member. Um, we have, we have our, our relationship is neighbor. <laughs> our relationship is uh, quite intertwined, my friend. Um, it really is. Eric Bartlett, co-founder and partner at Northland Injury Law. Did I say that right? That is right. Okay. Um, it's really freaking fun to have you sitting across the table sharing a microphone and sound waves. <laughs> Welcome it, to the show, man. It's not quite the same as sitting around a fire, but... It's different. You know... We can make it work. Yeah, it's different. Less uh, less ambient. Um, yes. But I can't wait to... Uh, I have enjoyed the the five years now of picking your brain for free. <laughs> and huh. so uh, we get to do that here together, which is great. So for those who don't know, just like jump us into uh, your story. The Eric Bartlett, Northland Injury Law. Like who are you? Like if you, you know, um, proverbially introduce yourself at a cocktail party, what would you say? Yes. So I would introduce myself as the doozy of a lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, although it is kind of a funny story that um, a friend of mine who's a volleyball mom okay. of uh, my daughter's team. Quite, you're quite I, into the volleyball thing. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks to uh, uh, one of the daughters. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a big part of that and horses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you got to have your uh, cheap. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I get a text from her and she says, um, Hey, I have a friend that her son may have a personal injury. And so I gave her your information and she was asking, you know, do, do I know any lawyers? And she said, she literally texts me and says, um, I've got a doozy for you. (laughs) And I laugh, of course, you know, via text thinking, uh, you know, she knows me well, she knows I have a sense of humor and this lady calls me, and literally at the end, she goes, well, you know, she told me you were a doozy. <laughs> and I'm like, I love it. Wait, so, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? So, of course, awesome. you know, I have to, um, being the lawyer that I am, I have to Google this, right? What You know, what is a doozy, right? Well, you know, doozy means, like, um, basically outstanding. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you say, um, and, and outstanding may not be quite it, but... Normally, people say it's going to be a doozy of a storm. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. A it's it's one. going to be awesome, you know? And so, yeah, there it is. So now we're working on, um, you know, how do you incorporate doozy, uh, humdinger, you know, into uh, <laughs> marketing for a lawyer, right? Do you have to put that in the disclaimer? Right, yeah, the, yeah. The choice of a lawyer is a real doozy. He's a doozy. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, but again, uh, obviously, people that know me well know that I have a... 
a, a, a big sense of humor, and uh, I take myself pretty lightly. So. Yeah, I, I would say even those who don't know you well would probably <laughs> attest to that sentiment, sir. And, and um, so if I'm introducing myself uh, anywhere, uh, yeah, I'm probably, I mean, normally I'm not even, well, I, I so I guess the thing is, I wear a lot of Northland Injury Law uh, you are apparel. a swaggy man. Yeah. You got plenty of NIL swag, which <laughs> so, I, I'm, North- I'm a, a recipient of. Right. And I enjoy. Yes. So I don't really have to introduce myself because they, they see that and they say, oh, are you a lawyer? Yes, I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, so normally I would introduce myself say, hey, I'm Eric. Who are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. So that's how that works. That's awesome. Yep. Um Take us back to the jump. Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you, um, and we'll start kind of following the breadcrumbs here and, and, sure. and get us back to present day. But yeah, who, where'd you grow up? What what was your kind of upbringing and story like? Sure. So, um, born in San Diego. And really? uh, yes. I didn't know that. All right. And uh, was, was there for all of probably two weeks. And my dad was in the Navy. Okay. And so um, he was finishing his career. And Shockingly, there is a um, there's a munitions base in McAllister, Oklahoma, mm. and so Who you're in the thought? Navy and you finish out your career in McAllister, Oklahoma, and so for about four years, uh, that's, a, that's a rough rough pull from San Diego. And I'm sure, hey Captain, you know we the, have some <laughs> some new orders for you. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're you're headed to Oklahoma, um, but anyway, so hung out there. I obviously don't remember much of any of it. Uh, and then we came back to my dad's hometown of Sedalia, Missouri. Love it. And, um, that's where I grew up. That's what I consider my hometown. And, um, yeah, eventually, you know, I actually went to community college there in Sedalia, uh, state fair community college. Come on. And then, uh, finished at, um, what was CMSU? Yep. Now it's the University of Central Missouri. Yeah, it is. Go Mules. Yeah, and then uh, went on to law school down in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City University, okay. which is really well known, not for its law school so much, but for its dance school. Oh. It is known as the Juilliard of the Midwest. Whoa. And so anybody that uh, oh. has a daughter that's heavy into dancing knows mm. about Oklahoma City University. Dance school is now TikTok. Yeah, oh my gosh. Essentially with dance school. True, true. I've been trying to perfect. See, I'm trying to use my experience at Oklahoma City University all those many years ago to perfect my TikTok game. I have you as a gritty kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I have uh, attempted the gritty, and I've promptly been made fun of by our teenage daughters. But side note. (laughs) Um, Okay, got it. So law school, OKC, Red Dirt, all the the stuff. Yeah, Um, And, and growing up in Sedalia... Um, my dad, uh, again, got out of the Navy, was a uh, mailman, uh, did another 20 years there. Um, yeah. And um, so I, I don't know, I existed in Sedalia. There's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, then came to the big city after law school. Okay. Yeah. K- so what, K- brought, what brought you to KC? A job or yes. a girl or both? Uh, job. Okay. So um, basically... My brother uh, was already up here. Uh, he's a conservation agent in uh, Clay County here. And uh, when it got to the time to, you know, ask about, mm. hey, 
do you know any lawyer? I knew that he was in court mm. quite a bit uh, because of his job. Mm. So I was like, hey, do you know any lawyers that, you know, want to have a law clerk for the summer kind of thing? Mm. He connected me uh, to the same guy that's now my partner, mm. was my boss. Mm. Um, and uh, awesome. yeah, I've been at the same place, same firm, um, everything now for 26 years. Dang, dang, yeah. dang, dang. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I knew vaguely the the origin story, but that's um, really fun to hear it trace back all the way to San Diego. I didn't know those yeah. thoughts. And by the way, I finally, um, so I do these uh, father, so three daughters, as yeah. you know, yeah. um, I do these father-daughter trips um, at different ages. And for the youngest, Josie, um, her eight-year-old trip was to San Diego. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> and that was the first time. So four years ago, so I was 46. Um, that was the first time I'd been okay. back to San Diego. Yeah. And so I actually went back. Um, I took a picture with her in front of uh, Balboa Hospital, which is uh, obviously where I was born, and, you know, did all that stuff. Awesome. And Yeah, and then I was cursing my parents uh Wondering why we ever left. Yeah, why didn't we go back? But I mean, uh, San Diego is is a is a far cry from McAllister, Oklahoma. Let's <laughs> yeah. be, let's and Sedalia. And Sedalia, Mo. No, let's but Sedalia is my dad was my dad's hometown. Hmm. That's why he came back. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no that that's that's where things needed to happen for him. That's great. So that's yeah. great. The the path intersected with Melissa Bartlett. Where and when? Right. So I was a lawyer already. Okay. She was in college. There's a little bit of an age difference and, um, mutual friends. Yeah. Mm, I was still, um, I was still getting back to Sedalia mm. even as a lawyer, uh, you know, fairly frequently. And so we were, we got introduced by, we kind of got set up. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, and there it goes. Yeah. She's still hanging around you, man. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's crazy. I really am a good. I'm one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real good lawyer. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so the the jump in and partner is Steve, right? Correct. Okay. So you go to work with Steve for Steve, clerking, doing the doing the like low low on the totem pole, get it going job what was what were those years like well sure so um i clerked my so it's kind of funny between my first and second year of law school i went to work uh, do you remember seventh heaven i don't know the, I feel the, like I... the music slash head shop oh I uh they sold cds oh, okay. And, or okay. actually they probably sold cassettes oh, yeah. <laughs> back yeah well anyway so my dad delivered mail there in sedalia to seventh heaven awesome. knew the managers well after my first year of law school, I had no interest mm. in doing law stuff. Mm. And so I was like, mm. Dad, you got, you know, same deal, just like I did with my brother. Hey, do you mm. know anybody? So anyway, he connects me. I go to work for the summer at 7th Heaven. Love it. Um, living my best life, going yeah, to are. concerts, <laughs> uh, just, you know, relaxing after a really tough year. Um, and then... Uh, the next summer, mm. obviously, I start dialing in. I mean, during the school year, I'm like, okay, I got to, 
you know, couldn't sell at some great, point, somebody couldn't sell Grateful Dead t-shirts for, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, you know, I probably am going to want to be a lawyer. Maybe I need to get into the legal community. So then, um, went ahead, uh, reached out and it was actually, so Steve, and then there was another lawyer, Max von Erdmannsdorf. Whoa. Yes. And, uh, Max was a very well-known lawyer. Mm. He was a trial lawyer, very mm. skilled, very likable, mm. had a great reputation um, so anyway, I get connected with Max and Steve, um, and do the law clerk thing. And then after my third year, I mm. come back mm. and, um, while I'm studying for the bar, I'm working for them past the bar. And then they had never had, they didn't want an associate. They didn't want a lawyer, mm. you know, uh, and again, I will just attribute it to my whatever <laughs> lawyering skills, awesome personality. I don't know, but I convinced them, Hey, keep me on. And, um, they did. And, um, yeah, then we kind of rolled from there. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. Not, not surprised. Um, I think my first, I think this is true. At least it feels true in my mind. <laughs> uh, one of our, one, let's say it this way, because it definitely was one of the first, one of my first human face-to-face inter- encounters with Mr. Bartlett uh, happened to be like a face peering into our kitchen window. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, uh, uh, hey, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and therefore we have become fast uh, friends, quite literally. And and I I can see in all seriousness the the persistence, the personality, the uh, the the healthy parts of persuasion and power, which is quite literally what what council does right um it, it's very contagious and it's effective and 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 you've done it um i've watched from from a, my vantage point of course but you've done it with care for others with empathy for another's experience even the way you interact um at, at this building at square work or um with our team if we're at at your place doing a video shot or, or shoot or whatever or even like driving through the neighborhood the way you stop and care and interact with with humans is like i'm just a, nosy that's all that is justin come on <laughs> i mean that's, yes fair yeah it, but it's a superpower of yours man like yeah. for, you, you you take the time and space to be nosy and care yeah there you go <laughs> so, uh, well said so okay so how did the again i know the northland injury law last five-year chapter of the story what were those you know, um, those formative decades, really. I mean, again, you've, um, you've built an amazing practice, you and the team, of course. Um, but it it could, it didn't always look like it does today, like fully swagged and Nike gear and yet, um, and, and running smart marketing campaigns and, and deep, deep knowledge of the industry and the, and the town, right? Like it didn't all, that didn't just show up. Like what were the, what was, some of the, the trials and tribulations along the way. Sure. So what's interesting is um, I had absolutely no uh, entrepreneurial mm. um, ambitions coming out of college or law school. I I don't know. And maybe that's from growing up. You know, my dad, mm. again, had a job, right? Yep. You go, yep. you do your work, you're off, you get a paycheck. And that's kind of what I see. And you know, starting at 16 years old, I, uh, I literally remember, so my parents were like, look, here's the deal. You can drive our car. 
on our schedule or you can go get a job and have some freedom. And I literally probably one week after turning 16, uh, well, maybe not because I wrecked our car one week (laughs) after turning 16. Uh, but shortly, yeah, (laughs) sure. When I wasn't grounded again, I drove over to the grocery store, got a job right there. Um, just went in and said, Hey, where's the manager? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Got the job. And, um, again, just was in that grind, right? Mm -hmm. You just go, you do your work, you do a good job, you get a paycheck and, um, then went from grocery store to, uh, now I did start to realize, Oh, there may be easier ways to make money. So I saw the video store that always only seemed to have uh, women working and or girls. And so anyway, I uh, two years into the grocery store thing, which I was a courtesy clerk. So I was going outside during the weather, uh, putting people's groceries in their cars, getting the carts in, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm thinking, okay. Two years has been a good run, but, you know, what else is out there? So, of course, back in the day with the video stores, you know, obviously would go in there, and I thought, man, that's a pretty good gig. So I had gotten to know the manager pretty well. And so one day I go in, I go, are there any job opportunities for guys in here? And uh, she laughs, and she's like, oh, I bet there are. And so anyway, yada, yada, got that job. So for two years – um, did the video store thing, which was phenomenal. Uh, well, except for the fact that, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a job and you had to deal with, you know, issues and things. But um, again, was just on that track yeah. of that's how the world works. You go, you work, you get a paycheck. That, yep. Yes. Yep. So then, you know, fast forward coming out of law school. The funny thing is I actually graduated law school and got a book. What else can you do with a law degree. Awesome. I didn't want to be a lawyer. Mm. Did not want to be a lawyer. Mm. And you know, Why? Rich, uh, right, exactly. Why? I don't well, know. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. You it, just, well, what's funny is so originally when the I was school experience in, is tough and the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And when I was in so I started out going to college wanting to be a cop. Mm. Uh, which is really funny to me now and probably most people that know me uh, because, again, Ops I'm... Officer friendly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, light, uh, you know, generally lighthearted, all those things. and uh, But no, 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 I wanted to be a cop. Well, then my junior year of college, I had a class. The professor was a lawyer. I was super impressed by him, thought he was cool. He was a great teacher, and that really changed me. I'm like, I want to be a lawyer. I love it. But getting through law school, then I'm like, I don't really want to be a lawyer. I like having the law degree. What else can I do? Mm. Well, again, you know, the way things unfolded, I really liked personal injury. I I found it fascinating. It was funny because all up until working with these guys, I was like, I never will do personal injury. Mm. It, it look at these commercials. It's, it disgusts me. These lawyers are so cheesy. They're not doing real law work, you know, all those things. Mm. Well, then I got in with these guys and all of a sudden, you know, we're like investigating accidents or mm. we're doing mm. whatever. And we are really, I mean, we're helping people because they're fighting insurance companies right. and, and everything's a fight. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I actually like this. Mm. Now, would I want to do divorces? Nope. Mm. I'd always said if I, for some reason, can't do mm. personal injury, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm back mm. to I don't want to be a lawyer. Mm. Mm. Um so don't know why, you know, coming out of law school, I had that, eh, I don't really want to be a lawyer. What else could I do? But for some reason, I was wanting to do something else. 
And then, <laughs> so that's kind of the beginning of being a lawyer. And then basically went along the majority of our, um, the majority of our mm. cases were coming from other lawyers. Mm. So again, referring Mac, in, okay. yes, okay. Max had a great reputation. Mm. Steve uh, knew a lot of lawyers. Mm. Um, so getting the eighty-five percent of our business was coming from lawyers that didn't do personal injury work. Mm. They were doing the wills, the traffic tickets, the mm. whatever, mm. and they would yes co-counsel with us. We would get these cases. Um, and I was, you know, uh, working the cases. I was yep. an associate getting paid again on yep. the clock, basically. Yep. And that was the model mm. uh, for quite a while, about 10 to 11 years into mm. it. I don't know why. Um, again, not really my nature to be entrepreneurial, mm. but something hit me that, you know, what if, mm. what if this model all of a sudden doesn't exist someday. Mm. What if, uh, I, and maybe I was seeing. What if they hire their own PI attorneys or whoever? Yeah, and we had one yet. We had one lawyer that was kind mm. of our, our big hitter, provided us probably 80% of our business. Mm. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, what if he doesn't want to work with us anymore? For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I saw some of the lawyers getting older yeah. um, and thinking, okay, they're not going to be around forever. They're going to retire or whatever. Um so then mm. came up with, hey, let's make a brand, mm. right? And I don't mm. know. I'm sure I read something somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm sure I didn't pull that out of my mind. But th there you go. I mean, you know, about 10, 11, 12 years into my, my being a lawyer, I came up with the Northland Injury Law deal. Now, huh. it wasn't That's then. Awesome. Yeah, now, again, that set. Uh, that logo, the idea set for um, probably another six years, mm. sort of in a folder, mm. much like my uh, pie business that uh, I was going to create. I can tell you about that if you want it. I know we will. <laughs> you have we'll, lots you, of business. Oh, geez. <laughs> but anyway, that actually is funny. I can actually tell you that. So, okay, that's where I was coming out of law school. Mm. So I'm a lawyer. I'm probably a couple years in. And we make a trip to Michigan, and there's a pie shop in Traverse uh, City, Traverse City, Michigan, mm. um, called mm, uh, Traverse Pie Company, Grand Traverse Pie Company, something like that. Mm. Delicious. Mm. You know, I'm a huge fan of the pie. Yeah, how could you not be? <laughs> well, some people are, but, oh, but my mom is where I got the love of the pie. She does a phenomenal job. But anyway... All of a sudden in my head, oh, I want to have a pie shop. That's what I was going to work on. So like two years into being a lawyer, I'm like, I could do this on the side. I could be at the pie shop at like four in the morning, <laughs> oh get things going, then hit the, hit the you know, law yep. gig through yep. the day. And I mean, I had a notebook. Of course, this was back before we had iPads and com yep. real yep. computers were not the thing they are today. Yep. So everything was handwritten in a notebook. I still have the notebook. Um, my pie business. And man, I was, oh, I was over like in Parkville, looking downtown Parkville. Ooh, look, that'd be a fun place to have a pie shop, right? Um, well, anyway, that never happened. And that's a good thing. But fast forward, as you know, uh, yeah. somewhere I got my experience with uh, owning restaurant type things. And that was a good learning experience mm. as well. Mm. Mm. Um, I have no idea where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Got way off track. No, it's great. It, it, it's actually, it's wonderful because I think all these, 
all these themes and threads tie in really wonderfully and in, in, in profound ways to even your your own life experience for these last couple of years. So um, you were brand, sat in a folder, six years, Northland Injury Law could potentially be a thing that isn't just a referral source. So what was what was the uh, the continued thought there? Sure. So the, again, I'm not even sure what I was looking at or why I was thinking about it because um, it was outside sort of my character. Now, what's mm. weird, so was a pie shop. Mm. That was something completely foreign to my thinking up until mm. that point. Mm. So I don't know what started moving in my mind about, ooh, that'd be fun, right? Because, again, my whole deal had always been you go, you find a steady income, yep. all those things. You do your Show work. Up, you do a good clock, job. Yep. yep. But anyway, so then, I, I don't know. The pie shop probably started something. Then um, get far enough down the road, something obviously triggers in my head mm. that – you know, what if, what if, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. Uh, and then, you know, with, so at this point, um, and that, so when we officially formed the new partnership that is Steve mm-hmm. and Eric. Okay. Okay. Um, Max, Max had a lot of health issues. He ended up stepping down in 2003. Okay. Yep. That's when Steve and Eric made their partnership. And, um, so, you know, now we're about 10 years down the road, let's Mm. say, um, and Steve, eh, not quite 10 years, but anyway, you know, I start floating this across to Steve. I'm like, you know, I think, you know, here's my thoughts and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Steve now is, you know, he came, he was, became a lawyer in 1983, um, right, right after advertising for lawyers was approved. And, you know, he's still in that mindset of, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like advertising, yeah. you know, all those things. And, I, and, and I'm the same way, like I said earlier, mm. you know, always looked at that personal injury thing and the cheesy ads and just thinking, man, the drama I mean, and the it's, fear. Yep. it's yep. just not yep. good. It's not yep. good for the profession, yep. you know, yep. all those things. Um, but anyway, I approached him. I said, you know, Steve, I'm kind of working on this. Mm. I don't know where, you know, what it's going to lead to, but I just think maybe another plan should be in place. Um, and again, it was kind of mm. funny because for him and his mindset, mm. it was slower to mm. to think on that because, again, sure. we were always very happy to say, you know, we don't advertise. Yep. You know, we, we were known. Our lawyers send us business. Um, we're known for what yep. we do. Um and, you know, at some point, like I said, it it, it, mm. it started, well, honestly, it was mm. probably when Google mm. became a thing. Mm. And now all of a sudden people are searching on the internet mm. for lawyers. Mm. Okay. Changes the game. It yeah. Changes yeah. the game. Yep. And, and, and then in, and kind of going on the same track is lawyers that were sending us business weren't as much anymore. Just for all the reasons that mm. I thought, mm. either they were retiring, mm. or even more so is at this point in the game, and it has been now for several years. If you're not mm. advertising mm. and you're in personal injury, forget it. You got a you yeah. got a problem. You probably yeah. won't be in it for long. No, and, and you know here's what everybody always <laughs> yeah. says, right? You can be one heck of a lawyer, but if nobody knows about you, it doesn't matter. And so you got to get your name out there. Um, now, for us, we 
have uh, Steve and I have an agreed um, philosophy, which is we will always keep it classy. <laughs> I won't uh, mention any particular ads or anything, but uh, there are others that don't adhere to the same philosophy. We yeah. can just say it that way. And and you know <laughs> the crazy thing is it works. Yeah. It works for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for us, uh, you know, we sort of have a mindset of you know, put things out there that are educational, informative, mm. you know, those types of things, and then let mm. that mm-hmm. lead people to us. Mm-hmm. And, and if I may, um, I just did, so I'm going to, mm. the, 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 you made this comment several minutes back about building a brand and what you've described since then is far different than a recent conversation I had totally independent where someone was like, well, we have our, we have our brand. We, we got the logo. And I was like, okay, deep breath. Like <laughs> you have a logo, right? You don't have a brand, right? That your brand stands for something. It's clear. Yep. It, it invites somebody into a deeper story. It, it evokes feelings. It has a promise. It shows up. Sure. It shows up in colors and logos and stuff, but, but it, but it has an essence. It has a meaning. It has a purpose. It has um, clear conviction of no, we will stay classy. We will stay educational. We will stay informative. Um, and, and I think it's worth highlighting for, for people who, who care about this digital economy we all live in when Google changed the game 20 years ago or whatever it was for your business. Um, your brand must be brave enough to take a stand and be clear and compelling so that people then give a crap because <laughs> right now they don't give a crap because it's about, um, if it's about logos and colors, like, eh, don't care. Right. <laughs> and so I, I think it was, it, you have, you have, um, I, I don't think you, you were intentionally trying to describe your brand building process, but that's exactly what you did for, for 10, 15 years and ongoing, right? Like a brand is a living root system that continues to have to be nourished and strengthened and clarified and pruned and the whole, the whole thing. I can get weird on cultivating, uh, garden language, (laughs) but, um, man, I, I just, I think it's worth highlighting. Like you, you all have with intentionality built something far beyond a logo and a file. You've built a living, breathing organism that, um, provides value. And so anyway, well, and I think, um, today let's talk about Google. So I think today Google reviews are a mirror of your brand. That's right. That's right. Sorry. As as I drip water. Yeah. 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 And so is that. Which is everybody except there. (laughs) Yeah. No. So Google reviews are a mirror of your brand. and, And here's why. Because so within our firm, we talk about the, the importance of keeping in contact and keeping our clients uh, up to date on what's going on. So, Justin, do you know probably the number one complaint people would have with their lawyer or with lawyers in general, maybe I should say, is not good communication? I, yeah, I would have said either communication or Stealing money. Intimidation or, you know, (laughs) something where it feels like if I'm the client, I don't know what's going on or I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Yeah. And so the thing is what we have to keep in mind is that when somebody, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Any legal matter. Now for me, it's obviously, okay, here's somebody that has never been hurt at work. 
Mm-hmm. Or here's somebody that has never been in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Or here's somebody that has never, um, I, don't, I mean, what do I see, right? Yeah. Never yeah. been attacked by a dog. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting there going, okay, so I don't really know what the process looks like. And I don't know that, um, you know, first off, mm. things are going to take some time. Mm. Um, there's going to be certain steps that need to happen in order to finally get to a conclusion someday. Mm. Um, so they need to hear that and they need to hear it sooner rather than later. I was just okay. talking to a lady who went through a divorce mm. and she's like, my lawyer never told me anything it's about the process. And- yeah, I mean, she literally was like, she would talk to me, but she never said, hey, this is kind of how it's going to unfold. Mm. And so what's really cool, like in our firm, mm. we are just wrapping up this entire mm. um, email uh, campaign, if you will. So for new clients. Sequence, yeah. Sequence, yeah. yes. Yeah. That they're going to get over the course of their representation by us that on the front side, we'll explain to them the whole overview. And then as they go through the process, we'll give them more details because now we're always happy to explain of things. Course. Right. And we do. Yep. Um, but it's also nice to have it in writing. Yeah. Um, it's also nice that to multiply um, your effort. Yes. Yep. And yep. I'm putting in, um, in these emails that the clients get, they're going to get a video of mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. also explaining the process. Lucky people. Oh, I tell you, man, <laughs> can't lucky, get enough. Lucky people. But no, the thing is, so when we're talking about brand and we're talking about, you know, mm. what that looks like, absolutely. A logo mm. is just something to help you be sort of top mm. of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the advertising world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know who they are. But a brand is what you are, who you are, how you treat the people that you serve. And um, that's where we really, uh, everybody that works with us, they know, you know, our clients are who we are. Without them, we're nothing. Um, And we do our absolute best to make sure any question they have is answered, to stay on top of their case, keep things moving forward for them, all those things. And so when when I said earlier, your Google reviews are a mirror of your brand, you know, we, if you look at our Google reviews, which we have about 200 now, you're going to see, right, those things that people say. You know, they were always telling me what was going on. Um, they were responsive. Um, all, you know, those types of things. I, I mean, that's what you see consistently. I love it. I, I haven't heard that phrase in that way, Google reviews are a mirror of your business. So I literally just made it up. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about it more. It's beautiful. And, and there's a few things. Um, that's honestly why I love this format, though, because you start to explain and have nuance and have context in conversation and things emerge that wouldn't come up in a snippet or a tweet. Right. Like, it's right. just quite literally like the point of this whole po- this whole format. Um, a few things that are worth highlighting. One is the. I've used this phrase with our group recently that we should be radically orienting everything we do to the experience of our client. And that's so easy to say. Right. It is freaking hard to think about your policies, your procedures, your people, your all the stuff and, and orient it towards 
the experience of another. And but but that's that's what you're describing. You're describing someone who walks in, never been in an accident, never been in a injury, never been injured at work, never been bit by a dog, right? And and there's fear, there's intimidation, there's probably like even shame and like God, like I gotta I gotta like go here and like I don't know what the hell to expect and what to say and what if they're gonna like take advantage, you know, all of right. this stuff, the apprehension that they enter that experience with. And your you and your team begin to, and this is this is really foundational to, to uh, the way we see the world too, is everybody just needs a path. Like, I don't, t- tell me, is it, is, do I have to have 10 meetings with you? Do I need three? Is it going to take 60 years? Or is it going to take six days? I don't really know. So can you guide me? like we would go to Dr. Smith at the dentist, like, can you guide me through what I'm about to experience? Yep. <clears throat> Chad and Tosca at that Unique Painting do a brilliant job of this, where it's like, hey, here's what you can expect. We're not going to get to your house till for six months. Oh, that kind of sucks. Like, I thought you could do it tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, here's why. Because we got 7 million Google reviews and everybody loves us, and here's why. <laughs> and, like, you're going to wait till they don't say it this way. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but you're going to wait till six months to get your house painted. But here's what's going to happen along the way. So five months out, we're going to call you. Four months out, we're going to call you. Three months out, we're going to call you. Two two weeks, one week, right? And and they've communicated this architecture, which is exactly what you're describing, that allows people to be invited into a journey and a path that gives them clear expectations of outcomes. Right. And um, I, I, I just, I, I love it, and I'm not surprised that, uh, I know you think that way already, but to think about, um, to get out of the boardroom that where people make decisions about marketing stuff and get into the experience of the person who's going through the thing. And, and, and really like we're all, um, we're all to a degree going through a painful journey where we don't know what the hell's happening <laughs> and to have, have a, a, a trusted and caring guide show us the path um, is like so human. And it also, works <laughs> right exactly. it's human and it's effective marketing and it's just fun well, uh, to watch you do it well and and you know for the outside world i don't know if if you ask people so what do you think when people call my office like what's their big question oh how much are they going to get right or how much is this worth or it's not no people normally are saying i've been injured whatever and i you know i don't know i, I don't know what i don't know it you know i'm i've got should i call should i not have called you yeah of course right do yeah. i have a yeah. case yeah is a sort yeah. of general way of yeah. if what they're asking yeah, that's right and it's that's like right. you know i've heard it work so like the work comp insurance is they seem to be dragging their feet or you know i'm i'm dealing with the other driver's insurance and they're saying that they think um mm. something that i had 20 years ago wrong with my back they're probably going to deny the claim because of that and you know it's like that kind of stuff and mm. and you know they need an answer like is this real is that what really is going to happen or not and mm. you know that's where we go from there and you know if you spend 20 or 30 minutes with somebody and you answer those types of questions, hopefully they, they then say, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. Seems genuine. Um, seems like a doozy. I think he'll take care of business, <laughs> but no, seriously, they're, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of unknowns in the process yeah. and, um, that's what people are looking for when they're seeking out legal help. 
Yeah, and it's so transferable. It's literally like, yep, of course, legal help, and it's all sorts of other help. It's right. like, hey, come, I, I, man, my foundation screwed up, or my teeth are screwed up, or my marriage is screwed up, or my <laughs> relationship, right? Like, it, we're all we're all asking that stuff subconsciously, right? Um, and and wonderful trust building organizations name that stuff and then walk people through it, right? To to to, to a, a path of um, of pain relief or promise, right? Like they're, we're kind of in that psychological state. All well, the time. And, and the thing is, as a lawyer, you've got to get out of the mindset. <clears throat> For example, like the house painting. Okay. House painting is something that is necessary. Usually sometimes it's, you just want to change yeah. a color and, and that's a process. Um, but when you're in a legal situation, it can be really mm-hmm. stressful. I mean, of it's course. something, yes. it totally disrupts your life. Yeah. Because even the minutia, for example, you're in a car wreck. Okay, now you don't have a car. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to get a replacement car to start mm-hmm. off. I mean, just to start. Yeah. And that could I gotta be- I got to get to work. I got to get to yeah. school. And that can be yeah. a pain in the butt. Yep. And now you're dealing with, you know, trying to get a rental car, trying to get a new car. Um, I mean- that's just the beginning. And then now if you're really seriously hurt, well, that's a whole other level of distress. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to work. I'm not getting paid. What's that look like? You know, where are these medical bills? Where are they going to land? I mean, is this all going to be covered some way somehow? Um, you know, there's just a lot of stress that goes with it. And so as a lawyer, what we have to keep in mind, and mm. I think we do a good job of it is yeah, okay, my job is to go fight with an insurance company, do all the things, get my clients a good result. But it's a huge part of the counselor part of the job. And you got to take your time. You got to be compassionate. You got to have empathy, you know, and, you know, you got to draw on your own experiences of being involved in things that are stressful and think, how would I like to be treated? And so, Again, that's what we strive for. That's amazing. Yeah, That's well said. And and, and I think of, I connect it quickly to like, um, a physician, a physician who, yes. who probably knows all the right answers, but who is quick and sharp and like, eh, I don't really have time for you and your thing, your number, you're like, man, I'm already backed up and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that, that individual, uh, we've been on that side of it as, as patients. Right. Yeah. Um, it's brutal. And yeah. it's like that guy's that or girl, yeah. like that, they're the ass. I'm like, yeah. they didn't see me. They didn't know me. Like yeah. they're, I'm a freaking number and I've got a prescription now. Great. Um, Totally different. Even if it's like literally three minutes. Yep. If it's led with a question, if it's given a little bit of space and pause to like let the person speak, for God's sake. Like, and number one, again, goes back to number one complaint, right, is communication. And yeah, if you roll in and you're just telling people how it is, this is it, it's all business out, they're not happy. They're not happy. And they're that's not heard no. Or seen yet. No, and the doctor example is is absolutely perfect because anybody that where the doctor comes in, sits down, says, Hey, tell me what's going on. I'm so sorry you're experiencing yeah, that. Yeah, and spends fifteen minutes yeah. with you, you're like, Man, that person was really nice, yeah. seemed to really care. Yeah. I like that person. Yeah. I right. want that person to be my doctor. That's right. That's right. And otherwise, and that's the same idea, right? With a lawyer, you know, if you come in and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we can get you money and we'll get it wrapped up for you. You just need to sign with us. Let's go. And that's it. They're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't know that I'm breaks, trusting you. Yeah. The breaks, yeah. Yeah. So how about talk to them a little bit, ask some questions, yeah. find out, you know, what they're, what they're experiencing and uh, yeah, it's deal amazing. with that. Man, that's incredible, Eric. It's, um, as you know, I could talk about the, brand building and marketing stuff all day long. Um, and I, and 
maybe we should pivot. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> so, sure. Uh, I don't. It's an awkward transition, but I, I do want our listeners to, um, to the extent that you're that you want to share. Like, man, you you had a had an experience that has been a pretty profound and, and I think life changing one with, um, not to be too too dramatic. And yeah. again, I don't know how much you want to share or not share, but um, COVID, man, like you had a real a real thing and, oh, and yeah. people. Um, praying for you and walking through some tough stuff with you. So uh, to the extent that you want to share, well, sure. tell, tell us about that. Well, yeah, no, I, I got hammered by COVID um, and was really sick uh, back in August of mm. 21 and, um, but made it out on the other side. Uh, apparent, it appears, I mean, after being hospitalized and, and all of the things so that uh, I'm actually, I mean, I feel great. Mm. I think mm. I'm back. To uh, pre-COVID status, it, it's taken months. Pre-COVID shenanigans, exactly. <laughs> um, I still have my lung capacity. I can talk as you hear loudly. Um, so Oft, often and loudly. Yeah. So you know. Um, so there's a couple things with COVID. Now, what's interesting is COVID itself, as bad it as it has mm. been on the entire world, mm. it it kind of represented the shift for Northland Injury Law. Mm. Um, so up until March of 2020, mm. you know, we were rolling along, we were doing some of the things like where, you know, we wanted to make sure if people were searching on Google, those types of things, we were going to show up. Um, we had one billboard at North Kansas city, mm. um, and had done that for two or three years. Uh, and the only reason we did that is I literally got a random call, um, from the guy that has the board and said, would you be interested? And up until that point, I literally, I remember I was at Chipotle um, having lunch with somebody. I get that call and I'm like, wow, I never really have done billboards or anything. But I said, okay, sure, we'll do that. You got a deal to be clear also. <laughs> yes, no, it was, yeah. it's definitely, yeah. re that's yeah. definitely reasonable, yeah. especially in the world of billboards. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so we did that. You know, would occasion, it's one of those things that's hard to gauge, right? Billboards, you don't know what exactly they're doing. Mm. Like, like maybe twice a year you have somebody say, I'm calling you from your billboard. Mm. But otherwise, you're hoping that people are just driving by. It's in their mind. If they need you mm. and they're Googling, they're going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I remember name. Them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, again, marketing-wise, sort of about 50% effort, um, still relying on uh, referrals and things like that. Well, then COVID hits, and it's funny because it takes that for me. All of a sudden, all these billboards are showing available, mm. available, mm. available. And at that moment in time, when there's like little traffic on the roadways, I'm like, maybe it's a good time to buy billboards. Mm. Um, so I call, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, now we have like eight billboards. And what's interesting is, of course, when I was first doing it, I was getting deals because it's COVID and nobody's on the roads. Um, and they're just happy to put something up there. Um, Besides your ad here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but then the next thing you know, that leads into, well, let's do more on Google. Let's do, you know, next thing is I'm talking to my neighbor, Justin, don't you have a business like, you know, where we could do some things and, oh yeah, okay, let's, let's see what we can throw out there. Mm. And next thing you know, again, I'm, mm. I'm just all geared up mm. 
to really get the Northland Injury Law name out there. And all of a sudden, what you find out is, wow, there's a lot of people that need your help. Mm. And did, mm. I didn't realize that uh, it was there. Mm. And so, mm. so COVID has been horrible, again, to the world, uh, to me personally. Mm. But it also served as a turning point, mm. if you will, mm in where Northland Injury Law, I think, is headed mm. into mm. the future. Man, it's, um, th- again, as, as per usual, you've, you've given lots of wisdom and, and nuggets in this, like, uh, e- even in this conversation around COVID, right? Like, the, the reality is you had been building that foundation for a decade or more. I mean, work-wise, two decades plus. Right. But this, like ecosystem root health um nourished brand had been in progress and it wasn't it wasn't like oh now we can do a billboard and people will know right, right? it's this like um this compounding uh I, I i've had like i had this amazing month of january where it's like consistent looked at every penny every day i looked worked out 29 out of 31 days like i had this amazing month to start the year <laughs> shit hit the fan in February. The first 14 days I'm like stressed out, eating like crap, not working <laughs> out. Right. And so like compounding works both ways. Yeah. And, and what you've expressed and described is this, like um, this wonderful, long, <laughs> consistent, uh, deliberate process that then you were able to throw some fire on, right. Or throw some gas on the, on the fire to it. Sure. No, I mean, we've been doing good work for, you know, a long, long time. And the lawyers, like you said, the, the people that were sending us our business knew that they kept sending us the business. Um, the problem is all the other people didn't necessarily know, Oh, these guys are out there and they can, they can help us and they do a nice job. And now all of a sudden, you know, in the last couple of years, we're making the hard efforts that people know, okay, these guys are for real. They're there when we're injured some way, somehow, you know, that's, that's where we need to be. We're going to get good. We're going to get treated. Well, we're going to get good service. Um, and they're going to take care of us and, you know, get us a good result at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last thing I want to highlight. Well, first also acknowledging, I don't know, we've done this a million times personally, but holy smokes, man, like what y'all went through and the, 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 the scare and the uh, reality of all that was really tricky. And, and I'm, I am personally and obviously uh, deeply, profoundly grateful that you're on the other side of that thing. Cause that was, that was a, that was a, a scary stretch. Yeah. Um, but the, the other piece you said very naturally and authentically, but it's worth highlighting is you didn't realize how many people were out there that needed help. And it's worth like, shouting from the rooftops for anybody in any sort of an industry or a business or a relationship like we're we're in existence to serve and help and it leads to growth right um which is great it's a great byproduct but but the in service of language in in whether it's advertising in the traditional sense storytelling in a in a more emotionally compelling sense which we're doing some of that stuff with you which has been really fun um it exists to serve someone else, not the not the brand itself. Yep. And again, of course, the byproduct is revenue growth and money and bigger teams and all the cool things. Right. But like, um, I love that language you you used in in 
oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much, how many other people were out there that needed help. Because right. it's like, man, that is the crux. It's the whole damn point right. uh, of these things we get to we get to do every day. No, and, and you know, um, I know you're going to ask me about a uh, favorite book. Um, <laughs> so I want to save a, a little bit of this. But it's interesting because you talk about you're helping people and you help yourself. And in a book that I really like, it basically says view every dollar that somebody pays you as a certificate of appreciation. Mm, right. I like it. Yeah. And mm. so, I mean, how cool of a thought is that? Because mm. you are helping somebody, they are happy to pay you when you help them well. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's right. Yeah. That's what it's about. I mean, it's like, you know, doing well on all sides of the service. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I've got, Two practical questions, sure. and then we'll we'll round it because I know you got to bounce. Okay, um, and I should probably do something with my job today too. <laughs> um, so, but it actually relates to this. So, over the years, as you've shifted mindset from work at Blockbuster guy or whatever, whatever it's called, Vark Video, <laughs> even better, and you know why? Even because better. the two A's put you at the front of the phone book. Ooh, so the smart. people that were owning Aardvark Video, they had the entrepreneurial mindset. That's way better than AAA Video. That's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Um, I love that brand. Yeah, That's great. It, yeah. Um, but as you've shifted, again, not that any of it's bad or good or different, but you've shifted mindset from employee uh kind of, hey, show up, do the thing. Love employees, need lots of them, everybody. Like, it's um, great, nothing wrong with that mindset. But you've specifically shifted to owner and growth mind, um, kind of more face and and, um, uh, brand builder, right? I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, That journey has come with lots of different areas. So I, I guess my direct question is, like, where do you focus your time today and what systems, processes, encouragement would you give folks who um, also want to think a little bit more owner mindset-ish? Well, again, whether they are an owner or an aspiring owner or an employee who wants to think like an owner um, or a kid in school, whatever the case, right? Like how, how, how has that um, journey kind of unfolded and what, what practically has your mindset shifted into or against or uh, does my yeah. rambling make sense? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> so, okay, right now, as we are sitting here, um, <clears throat> I'm probably about 50-50, 50% working on our business, okay. working on our firm, mm-hmm. uh, gearing it up. Uh, I am anticipating, and and like you said, I now have the growth mindset. Um, I'm wanting to move forward, but do not want to move forward at the detriment of the people that we represent mm. for multitude of reasons. Mm. First off, I do like my law license. <laughs> I don't want to lose it. Um, it is important to me. And um, I don't want to have any disgruntled clients that mm. we shouldn't have. Yep. Um, yep. And so... They shouldn't be the victims of your growth. Exactly yep. right. Yep. So what do you do? Uh, and so, well, to go back. So I'm about 50-50 right now. Again, 50 working on the business, 50% still being a lawyer, helping lots of clients and all those things. And, um, but I've, I've been hiring people to help me on the business side of things and on the law side of things. Mm. Uh, Steve of course is there, you know, churning on the law side of things. And, um, so what we're doing, because the worst thing we could do 
is yes, ramp up this marketing, putting our name out there, making people aware of us, getting them to trust us as mm. their lawyers, mm. and then let them down. Mm. So we are right now in the midst of, and then we have been, um, but we're continuing to fine tune everything being systematized in our, in our firm. Mm -hmm. Um, every person that works there is working on the procedures. They're, they're writing them down. They're creating Mm -hmm. infographics and those types of things on how you do your job Mm -hmm. that will go into a centralized area. Um, and then that way, as we bring in more people, um, we can say, here's where you go. And, you know, then if you have questions, let us know, but this is how it's done. Mm. Um, the other part of it is, is when, you know, Becky has to jump in to handle something for Angie, um, Becky can refer to Angie's playbook. Exactly. Yep. And, and we don't miss a beat. Mm. And so the systems are huge. Mm. I, I mean, everything that I've, I've learned is that you better have it because again, especially if you do grow and you don't have that, you've got a crap show mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a bunch of, everybody's going to be unhappy. Not only are your clients going to be unhappy, you're the people, the team is going to be unhappy because everybody's like, what the heck? And I will tell you, I mean, you know, we're working through it right now with growth and, you know, uh, nailing down all of this stuff. And there are growing pains regardless, even as we try to do this. Totally. Um, but but I we're getting there, and awesome. I think we're going to be ready to, uh, you know, rock and roll and, and bring on a lot more people client-wise, yeah. team-wise, all the above. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it, that, that has been our, at, at Guild Content, the, the, big, the biggest struggle over the last 12 months. Um, and we've got such a wildly talented and caring team who, who – who frankly are helping my deficiencies, right? Like I'm, I'm not systems and process. I'm like, dude, let's go. And it's 30,000 feet and I can see the forest and the trees. Who gives a crap yeah. about the bark? Like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Uh, you are slowing the progress talking about the bark. Right. And everybody's going time out. Hey, come back. Like, let's, let's, let's document and, and, and to your point, systemize how we do this so that it's, it's, a, it's free to then, be creative and flourish. And, and it, it's not a restraint. It's actually a wonderful freedom mechanism. Well, um, and the other thing is too, is that, okay. So there's some point in the life cycle, right? Where everything runs through you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin mm-hmm. was guild content. Mm-hmm. So then as you bring people on, Justin mm-hmm. is guild content decision maker. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, Eric, yep. Yep. Steve, Right. We're the, okay. Then as you grow, it can't be that Mm -hmm. way because one, two people cannot have all the decision-making. No, because then, like you said, it's a, it it, it bogs down. So that's why you got to build out the systems so that people know what to do without Mm -hmm. having to all run through one or two people Mm -hmm. and things can keep moving. And that's that's why it's so important to have all that laid out, yeah. so that you keep moving. I love, <clears throat> excuse me. I love how you highlighted um, the team is building out their individual roles and responsibility. Maybe not role, but they're building out their individual processes and procedures. I'm sure it then gets approved and it builds it folds into an overall architecture and a process map. But but um, 
they know Becky knows her role way better than Eric knows Becky's role. Yes. <laughs> Eric I might, sure hope. Eric might have thoughts about how Becky might add more value or do something different, etc. But Becky knows Becky's role way better than Eric knows Becky's role. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here, right? It's huh. like, hey, our team um, and other teams, but like let your people have the – the freedom and the responsibility to own. And again, that comes with that flexibility and that autonomy comes with like a, a deep seated inherent responsibility need, but that like, that's how people want to work. That's how people thrive. That's how our team is, is wired. And I know yours is too. And so um, the the other thing I think is worth highlighting is the, um, Oh, come on, brain. It just went went blank. So there you go. There you go. There's a meandering view into my life. <laughs> well, hey, to your point, and so a, a character flaw of Eric is a micromanager. Huh. Um, and it is it it has taken me a lot of getting to the point where and honestly, this goes back. We we didn't discuss and we don't need to, except for the fact that yes, I did own two Subway restaurants for five years and uh, with I had a partner on that. I learned lots of lessons. Mm. And one of those was, mm. you know what, you can't control everything. Mm. And so then when we go into the law practice, mm. I, I'm learning, you know what, let it go, yeah. let it That's go. Right. That's right. That's Just, right. yeah. And and it, things work so much yeah. more smoothly. Yeah, you, you did trigger my, my memory, thank you. Okay, good. Um, but so the, the, the concept of process as um, – and, and I stole this straight from this leadership roundtable I was at last week. Okay. But, but one woman who's running a very healthy, big, awesome business said every, every encounter in the process is an opportunity to view your internal teammate as a client and set them up for success. And so like, if I can own, if I'm, if I'm link four in a 14 step process, if I view step four as like, how can I own this, be clear about it, do my work well and pass it on number five and view number five, not as like a check mark in some lame process, but has a human who has real needs and real um, and, and, and empathize with number five. How can I make sure number five has everything he or she needs to be amazing at his or her job in this particular piece? Um, I just thought that was a, a cool mindset. Yeah. Like even viewing your inter- internal, like everybody's client facing, you might yeah. not talk to actual clients, but like, your team is a client. Your your um, vendors are clients. Like viewing that as a as a way to serve and add value is it was really cool. I thought. Yep. Nope. That's a great idea. All right, man. Um, let's let's round it here. Let's okay. go final five. I've uh, <laughs> I've I didn't know exactly where this conversation was going to go, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And well, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful. No, I'm um, glad to be here and talking for, with you for your sharing. Um, okay. Number one, you've been prepped, so hopefully you have uh, eh. why you, you were prepped like five minutes before we hit record. I don't know how that wasn't very kind. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of systems and processes, yes, um, yes. number one, last book or or a book or podcast you find value in, have liked uh, listening to or or reading. So for whatever reason, um, so I'm not a big reader. It's kind of funny. Um, but the books that always kind of, uh, get my attention sort of have to do with financial type stuff. And the one that I did just, uh, refer to a bit ago, which was called the 10 commandments Mm. of making money. And it's by a, um, a Jewish rabbi. 
and it's fascinating. Mm. It literally, he, he kind of talks about the, um, huh, just like the truths that come out of Jewish culture and, um, you know, the successes. And like I said, that tidbit mm. that I gave you earlier was mm. just so cool, right? It's just like, yep, mm. every dollar somebody pays you is a certificate of appreciation. It's awesome. just, yeah, there's just That's cool awesome. things like that. It's about, you know, make, you know, the more people you know, right? The mm. more people, you're going to have an influence on mm. and that's good for you. That's good for them mm. in theory, mm. you know, uh, that's good. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope to always be a positive influence. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And then another book that is kind of a mind blowing one to me was, uh, it's called fortunes children. Mm. It's about the Vanderbilts mm. and it's about the disaster that were the Vanderbilts. And I would, I'll get the numbers wrong, mm. but, but Commodore Vanderbilt, made the Vanderbilt family the world's richest family probably around the 30s. Okay. Um, and within... They lived in Biltmore, right? In well, no. Okay. That's one of the, the sons. Got it. So this is the crazy thing. This family, the world's richest family, they blew all the money within about 50 years. Ugh. And it's Ugh. fascinating. And what were they doing? So... They were trying to, they were out spending the crazy amounts of money that they had. And by building Biltmores and building mansions in New York and building mansions in other parts of the country and doing, they wanted to be basically aristocrats of the United States. Fascinating because I'm always interested in, you know, I'm a longtime Dave Ramsey guy. You know, mm. you know, try to stay within your means, all those things. Mm. And it's always fascinating to me that somebody, they had basically an unlimited amount of money and they freaking blew it all mm. in about 50 years. Man. Yeah. I mean, like to the extent that people like were, I mean, literally nearly penniless in the seventies, Vanderbilt people. So, and Jeez. you know, there's Vanderbilt college, right? Which the only reason that's there is because it wasn't that they were big, uh, philanthropist mm. uh internally they just needed to offload mm. money and i mean again it's all in that but it's 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 really interesting mm. stuff so it reminds me I, I just read through or listened the the psychology of money um and i forget the, the author's name brilliant guy um but he but it's like man it's a disease in humanity it doesn't matter if you made 10 grand 100 grand a million bucks like the the thirst and quest for more yep um has has eaten up Everyone along the journey, um, if if you're not careful and diligent and paying attention to, and to your point, systemizing even your finances, like different topic would love no, to have true. that conversation. Well, and the thing is, you know, in my world, I am uh, oftentimes responsible mm -hmm. for putting decent amounts of money into people's hands when they get a settlement. And I do my best, you know, I say, do you have a plan? Do Because this, you know, this could last you or it could go quick. Yep. And not, but most yep. people aren't used to getting the yep. large amounts of money into their hands. And yep. so, that you know, yeah. I, I, again, I feel like that's another part of my mm. counselor part mm. is making sure, you know, I'm mm. not just sending them out the door with no guidance. Yep. If yep. I can offer some. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Uh, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? I would strip down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure most people These say, got real awkward. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure most people would say they'd jump out of an airplane, which, Lots have which said by that. the way, I would, if I wasn't afraid. <laughs> Lots have said that. 
Yeah, but um, man, I don't know. Um, what's funny is I don't know. I, I mean, I just sitting here, I don't really fear it. I mean, I don't like go. Oh my gosh, I worry about. I don't worry. I don't have economic insecurity. I don't worry about. You know, health, uh, even all those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean. It's really a tough one. Like I said, I really would like to jump out of an airplane, but I never will. Because there's the whole idea of why would you? <laughs> and sure enough, with my luck, <laughs> that's Oops. the one that, yep, yep, that uh, one the, didn't the work. 0.001%. Ugh, shoot. Sorry, What's bro. the, um, what do you hear often on that question? A uh, lot that, of airplane talk, a lot of, um, um, it, let's see, how, how best to concisely say this yeah a lot of a lot of topics around like hey i would either start a business grow a business start another business not be as and really like i'm, I'm not surprised by your answer because you kind of covid forced you to kind of pick this path a little bit more specifically but there's a lot sometimes some hesitancy to go for it even if someone's leading an organization has already built a successful business they're kind of going like hey man i'd I'm I'm scared to like to really go at it to really like laser in to really focus because um, what if I'm not enough what if I don't have all the answers right like I, I, we we get versions of that story well and so you know if you were asking me that <clears throat> excuse me if you were asking me that question a couple of years ago okay so I would have been yeah. saying yeah if I wasn't scared to spend money that I just didn't know if it's coming back on a business side, yep. yeah. that would have been my answer. I would have said, man, I, I would yeah. love to just throw a bunch of money out there in ways to spread the word, who we are, what we yep. do. Yep. Um, but now I'm not scared because you've done I, it. It's, well, I've yeah, done it. Yeah. And guess what? It works. People <laughs> do know about us and things yep. have gone up from there. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. I'm not. And, and the other thing is I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of people probably, they may say like, oh, I'd retire. I just quit. Or, Dude, I have no interest in retiring. I have no interest in quitting. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily always want to grind, you know, yeah. 50 hours yeah. a week or yeah. something. But um, no, I'm yeah. pretty pretty good with everything. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, favorite t-shirt is? Well, so uh, generally speaking, my go-tos, I have two shirts that um, Melissa, my wife, has bought me, which are um, both – have mountain bikes on them. Nice. Um, one says nature calls. Mm. Uh, and then the other one says let's ride. Mm. And um, those are kind of my go-to t-shirts um, generally. And probably because it always makes me happy inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about, except for the time I broke my ankle. Um, <laughs> but I also did buy this uh, sweatshirt recently that Melissa absolutely hates. And it says hustle on it. Um, and it has like, it's like the, um, oh, an element from the table of, uh, the periodic okay. table of elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has like HU and then it has some, it says 24 seven, 365. Um, and the only reason it's kind of a joke because one of my things around the office is I'm always doing, let's hustle, let's go hustle, hustle, mm -hmm. you know? And so of course, when I could find a shirt that said it, and really have my teammates, yeah, going, oh, my gosh, me. yeah. <laughs> like, great. this is what he needed. But anyway, yeah, those are my shirts. I love it. Um, favorite place on earth is? 
Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm going to go two. Colorado, Come on. Um, anything of that nature, I just, you, you know, Colorado, right? And I know you're a big mm. Colorado guy. Mm. Summer, it's yes. fun. It's beautiful. Winter, it's fun. It's beautiful. 100%. Um, 100%. But guess what? I don't mind a beach either. <laughs> so it's just what you, kind of what you're up for. <laughs> yep. So, yep. yeah. That's good. So, yep. Florida. Uh, Yep, end all that. And then last one, my friend, um, when it's all said and done, what does Counselor Eric Bartlett want to be remembered for? <sighs> Being a doozy. No, just kidding. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Please drop the mic. Yes, no kidding. Uh, you know, what's funny is I don't know if I have a I, – I don't know that I've gotten there yet in life. I mean, I've hit 50. Mm. I feel like I'm 25. Mm-hmm. So I don't often reflect on, I, I really don't go around going, man, I want to leave a legacy of something. I probably should. Mm. I just, I, I'm always thinking, you know, I'm in the moment. Mm. I, I, I am looking forward, mm. uh, but I'm wanting to make sure I'm doing a good job now, helping people now, delivering now. Um, and I guess, you know, down the road, I, I hope that that builds its own legacy. How's that? I love it. But I don't do anything right now going, oh, I want to be remembered for. It's just not my, Mm. it's not in my character. But man, I think like it's, it's perfectly said actually, because I think those who know you and those who have gotten to know you over this last hour have, have felt your presence. Like you quite literally are um, in the moment you, your, your presence is real. And, and, and in this age of massive distraction (laughs) to like, command someone's attention and to be present with them is a damn gift. Um, and, and I'm really, uh, I'm grateful you would share your gifts with us, man. It's well, really, thanks Justin. It's been a doozy. As yeah, you right. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dude, like you said, I, I just love that. I, again, it, it's just, it represents people that know me well. No, I don't take myself seriously mm. and, uh, mm. it's fun. Mm. And, and by the way, I should say, I do hope that at the end of the day, my kids don't hate me, right? So <laughs> it's the uh, that's what you're always striving it, for. It's the um, oh, now I'm blanking on it. The walk, Walker Hayes, the AA song. He's like, I'm just trying to keep my 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 sons out of jail, my yeah. daughters off crack or whatever. Right, like, exactly. Well, and so it's, it, you and I both know um, I have three daughters. You have four. Um, this is both true. It's uh, you know, right now it can be a tricky little deal with the ages that they're at. So yeah, it, it's worth explaining. One, this is a today story. Tuesday, it happens to be recording on a Tuesday. This will drop on a Wednesday, um, but it is Tuesday morning. <clears throat> that is my carpool take to school day on the week. Which, side note, the carpool middle school thing is amazing because we get one yes. one day a week. Yeah, Brooke has more pickup duties but take to school at 6 40 a.m one day a week is a game changer anyway um pick up one of your daughters pick up another kid another boy pick up another girl have five two of my own five kids in the car um zero words spoken yeah right <laughs> it's the most awkward no. it is the most awkward 20 minutes it's a tough morning it's brutal and <laughs> it's every i've done week. it twice yeah it's no. every week and in yeah there's and i felt into i was like is this how it is in everybody's car this oh. is brutal because i'm like trying to talk and like no. eh, it's no. brutal no on the way home from school, different story. But, yes. But the 6.40 a.m. middle school. Yeah, just turn the radio on and just move <laughs> along. There's nothing to see here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, where can people follow along on the Northland Injury Law story? Northlandinjurylaw.com. Uh, yep. And on Facebook, all the social media, we're on there a lot now. And 
always updating. You're the man, Eric. Thanks, Thanks for Justin. your time, my yeah. friend. Thanks for having me. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.